What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. We are joined today by Jamie Gable. Jamie is a co-founder of Advitum. It's a New York City-based practice that focuses on anti-aging and metabolic aesthetic treatments. Among a number of services at Advitum, Jamie specializes in peptide optimization therapy and hormone replacement therapy. So to give you a little bit of background, he's a registered physician's assistant. He's a fellow of the Seed Scientific Research and Performance Institute. And if you've never heard of that, it's a prestigious training institute focused on cellular medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. He's also a member of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine and the International Peptide Society. So suffice to say, he knows his stuff. But prior to all of that, and in part, this is why I thought he'd be such a perfect person for this podcast to have this conversation with. He also has an accomplished career as an athletic trainer. So he spent time with a number of professional sports organizations, including the New York Jets, the UTSA, and he actually contracted directly with top tennis professionals on the ATP tennis circuit. So we, we talk a little bit about that today. In part, why I wanted to do this episode it's very clear that there seems to be a groundswell of interest in the use of peptides. So whether it's to optimize performance, your health, or your longevity, it keeps popping up everywhere. And I got to be honest, I knew next to nothing about it. So I've really wanted to have this conversation. And I felt given the way Jamie's background straddles both the world of elite sport and this cutting edge technology, he was the man for the job. And suffice to say, I was not let down. So in this episode, we talk about a number of things. We start out by discussing his background, how he got into this evolving space. We discuss hormone therapy, and I was interested by some of the findings there. So stay tuned for that. But we also dive deep into what is peptide optimization therapy. We talk about how does it work, why it's such an attractive and, and popular rapidly evolving option for a number of treatments. You know, not to give anything away, what I think is so fascinating about this is it's an approach that gets to the root cause of the problem, and that's at the cellular level. So he's going to explain how all that works. Personally, I learned a lot from this episode, and frankly, I'm excited to learn more and possibly even collaborate in the future with Jamie and his team to try some of these treatments myself. So uh, should that happen, you can rest assured I will certainly post about it and I will let everyone know. But with that said, if you enjoy this episode, you're enjoying previous episodes, please do make sure to give us a follow. And if you have an option where you're listening, leave us a review. All right, folks. So without further ado, let's welcome Jamie to the show. Here we go. We're going up. All right. Well, Jamie, welcome to the show. Excited to talk to you today. Excited to be here. Yeah, we uh, we, we caught up a little bit before this and, and we had the opportunity to talk before. Um, like I told you, your company, Advitum, kind of sits at the center right now of a very interesting space. So people who listen to the show know I'm, I've grown increasingly interested in like anti-aging, longevity, improving your health span. Um, and something that continues to pop up is peptides and hormone replacement and you know like at, yeah as i kind of become a bit more familiar with just like hearing the term admittedly like i really don't know much about it uh and so when i found out about what your company is doing it was like oh man they're sitting right square in the middle of this but then on top of that 
when I found out a little bit more about your personal background, um, you know, it, you also kind of seamlessly straddle the world of like athletic training and elite sport. So I was like, oh God, this will be perfect. Um, you know, so maybe, maybe for those, uh, who, who don't know anything about Advitum and, and have not yet been introduced to you, could you maybe open up just by telling us a, a little bit about yourself and, and maybe even like how you progressed into co-founding this company? Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for having me on Advitum, which in Latin is really probably pronounced Advitum means for life, uh, or to life. And um, we found that was an appropriate name for the types of services that we, we do over here, which, um, you know, have a scope of hormone replacement through peptides, longevity, anti-aging. And I think, and we'll get there, and I think it's, it's a hot topic. It's a little bit ambiguous and unclear to people. What does it mean? Uh, can you really reverse mm. age or slow aging, uh, the aging process? Um, and so, uh, we'll get into it, but, uh, as far as me, so I'm a physician assistant, um, now, uh, prior to that, I was an athletic trainer and, um, I worked with various sports teams, uh, doing that for about 15 years. Um, I had a short stint, uh, with the New York jets way back in 1997. I was more of a, an intern staff member at that point, um, uh, that's really what I wanted to do is work with professional athletes and medicine in some capacity. Um, for those people who don't know, an athletic trainer is different than a personal trainer in that you're kind of somewhere between a physical therapist and a medic and, uh, <laughs> but specifically honed for, for athletes. And so, um, taking care of their injuries, making sure they can kind of like a mechanic, making sure they're ready to, uh, compete and, uh, getting ready for the next competition. Um, uh, you know, shortly after that, I, I ended up hooking up with professional tennis and the United States tennis association. So I would travel uh, the professional circuit in the United States, uh, and I would be there on site for, the tennis professionals to get them ready for matches, uh, take care of their injuries, uh, before, during, or after matches. And, um, I did that for a while. Uh, and then a few of the American, uh, you know, I became, uh, you know, developed relationships with, with a lot of these young American players. And, um, one of them decided as he got better and made it up to, the higher rankings and was touring the, uh, the ATP circuit. Um, he asked me to come and travel with him and basically work for, for him. So, uh, from that aspect, a player usually travels with a, a coach who takes care of their tennis training and, and coaching. Um, and some of them can bring a, a, a trainer or a physical therapist with them to basically look after their body. Uh, and so I, I did that for a while and then kind of moved around between different players on the ATP tour and, and WTA and, um, you know, sports medicine was my world. So I, I loved it. Uh, but the travel became exhausting and really, really, can't even really imagine. uh, it was tough, especially on a, on a personal relationship. So, uh, I was on the road nine months of the year, uh, maybe not consecutive, but it would be. Six months, uh, sorry, six weeks on the road, one week home, four weeks out, one week back. So 
So I was trying to also grow up a little bit and have a relationship and, and that wasn't the best uh, option anymore. So I gave that up and, uh, you know, applied and went to PA school, became a physician assistant and then went into orthopedic surgery after that um, because that was familiar to me and I still loved, you know, sports medicine and wanted to, uh, you know, work in some capacity with athletes and, and uh, orthopedic related issues. So I did that for a while and I'm just kind of leading up to how I got to anti-aging, which was yeah, this is great. I feel like we're we're like we're just gonna, but sadly, we're gonna breeze over what I imagine was probably like decades of awesome experiences. Like I'm I'm sure there's like no shortages of stories that we could talk about, like being yeah. on the tour, traveling internationally, being these massive matches. Yeah, sure. That was um, it was fun. You know, it was fun, but it was also work, right? I probably went to mm. I don't know twenty countries and and saw so much, but was so dialed in that you're, you're in the country for a week and then you're gone. So, um, but there were some fun times, um, but it was, it was work. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, living out of the hotel was fun for a minute and then gets kind of, you kind of feel like you're lost. Like, where do I belong? Where am I supposed to be? Mm, um, yeah. But, um, in orthopedics, we would do, uh, some regenerative procedures, PRP injections, stem cell injections. Um, and, um, you know, that led me to, uh, always doing extra training and courses and, and whatnot. Um, there was a functional medicine doctor in here in New York city, who's a friend and he didn't like doing per procedures like injections and stuff like that. He was more of a primary care, uh, type of physician. So, yeah. He had asked me to come down and uh, help him when he had patients that could use some knee injections uh, or joint injections. So I started, you know, freelancing, uh, helping him with that stuff. And then being around what he was doing in functional medicine really interested me, uh, you know, really paying attention to metabolism. So you know, just to clarify for some people, functional or, or alternative. Yeah, this would be great. Yeah, fun functional and alternative medicine doesn't fall in the traditional uh, types of practices, not cardiology, not primary care, not urology, etc. So these functional medicine doctors are pretty much uh, like primary care doctors, um, but they kind of specialize in looking a little bit deeper into what's wrong with your body. Maybe I can figure out why you have high cholesterol, why you have uh, rheumatic diseases and whatnot. So they go further into um, looking at labs hmm. and how can we on a more natural um, and in a more natural way, uh, maybe fix some things so you don't have all these diseases. Maybe we can fix your, your resistance. Yeah. 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 And I, I, that's something that I've grown increasingly interested in. Um, because you know, oftentimes the quick fix quote unquote is, is really, it, it feels like a masking of the symptom. Um, and it's like, man, but do I still have that underlying issue that needs to be addressed? And have we just kind of created like a new dependency now that I have on this new, uh, crutch, <laughs> you know, like what if yeah. I just had a great conversation the other day, he's like, look, what happens when that crutch gets taken away? Like, Right. What happens when you no longer get access to that medication? That, but, and that, this is not like a war on medication by any means. Uh -huh. But, you know, it's, it's just got me thinking on a deeper level. It's like, man, like how do we keep getting closer to the, the root issue? 
Absolutely. And, and I'm not anti, you know, there's a place uh, for, for everything. And, and I'm traditionally mm-hmm. trained in medicine as, as all PAs or physicians are, um, you know, so there is a time where you do give steroids, uh, you know, corticosteroids for inflammation. There's a time where you do give antibiotics or blood pressure medications, um, you know, but there's, you know, also a need or a want and a desire to, you know, figure out, maybe you can figure out why someone has high blood pressure and we can, um, do the, do all the things we can do to improve it and maybe take them off that medication or lower the dose mm. of medication. So I'm not anti-traditional medicine whatsoever. Um, yeah. you know, this just kind of, um, really interests me. And, and so being around that functional medicine doctor for a while, I, I became more interested and then started you know, joining the organizations that, um, train and, and, uh, you know, clinicians for, um, either hormone optimization or hormone replacement and longevity and metabolic, uh, types of, uh, uh, treatments. And, um, you know, that's really what I found it fascinating and, um, just kept going. And, and, and I ended up over, uh, taking a chance and, and leaving orthopedics. And, um, my first run after that was really a, a men's hormone practice. Um, hmm. and it was cool because there was a need, you know, now I was seeing patients that were middle-aged men who weren't necessarily ill or sick, but just didn't feel great anymore. Didn't feel as manly as they used to low energy yeah. sex drive. Um, some of them were, you know, just your average, uh, sedentary person. Others were, Hey, I've always been an active, uh, person. And I just, you know, I, I, I just don't have the energy to, to, you know, do the things I want to do. And, and this was a, right. an area of medicine where, you know, we're kind of helping people get back to, you know, feeling, feeling good, feeling motivated, uh, confident and, um, and healthy. So that was, that was my first, uh, uh, part in this. And then I, you know, started to feel like, well, there's more to this than just men's men and hormones. So, uh, mm-hmm. I kept going and did more training and, uh, brought women into, uh, what I do. And, um, you know, I had met uh, a great friend and a physician along the way. Um, Dr. David Schaefer, he's a double board certified plastic surgeon here in the city. And we, we knew each other for a long time, but it was at the right time that, that we had a conversation and he thought it would be a great thing to, um, add this to, uh, his, his practice in some capacity. So he, you know, he's, you know, fixing people, uh, through plastic surgery and cosmetics. And, um, you know, we thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to be able to address the inside of the body out, the metabolism, their cells. Um, and so Advitum was created mm-hmm. and, um, you know, our location is, is here in New York city. However, we, we've just, you know, we, we've had a really nice overwhelming response to the types of services that we're providing. And so we've just, uh, started or we're about to license, to a few other practices, um, basically the Advitum brand so that they can uh, Hmm. basically do what we're doing and bring it into their practice, uh, and, and, and offer these types of services to, to their patients as well. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe that's indicative too of like, we're kind of, it, it feels like all of a sudden this like anti-aging longevity space, it's just like exploding. It's like caught like popular consciousness. Like I just, you know, uh, and it's a great book. I recommend it. Um, you know, Tony Robbins just wrote that book, Life Force. Yes. David Sinclair has put out so much incredible work. Like I just, I, I'm always fascinated reading about all the incredible things that he's doing. Um, but it just feels like, you know, all of a sudden it's like, there's a lot of people who are really interested in this and it's an exciting time because all of a sudden, like all this science and technology and capability is kind of like becoming available. Um, you know, I, I had a really interesting guest on, man, I don't know, maybe it was six months ago, but he wrote this book ageless and the book is focused on like, Hey, look, let's have an honest conversation about where is everything today? You know, what do we know? What research is being done? What studies? What are the different like uh, approaches and methods being tried? And a lot of it was like, hey, look, we, we need to wait and see. But like, that's no longer like wait 50 years. It's like, we might get really concrete answers to a lot of these questions, like in our lifetime, maybe in the next five years. So it's like, we're at this really interesting point, like inflection point, it kind of feels like where things are just like, exploding. There's a ton of interest. The technology's catching up. Um, but that, that's why I want to talk to you, you know, like I'm okay. So I'm 35 male, obviously as an example. Um, and I'm like, you know, again, I, that reading that book life force, I think I just heard a quote. It was like, Hey, biologically we, you know, our purpose was served for men by 35, like evolutionarily, like there was really no need for us to go beyond 35. Cause we should have already procreated like our body, you know, yeah. our entire like biological focus was on like reproduction. Um, you know, and it kind of got me thinking, I was like, holy shit, I'm 35, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm like, all right, well, what's going on in my body? Like I'm becoming painfully uh, aware that I'm not invincible. And so, you know, like the conversation naturally goes toward like, oh, you know, changes in your hormones. And so could, could we maybe talk about that a little bit? Like ho hormone uh, therapy, like, broadly, just kind of like, what is that? How does it work? And, you know, selfishly from the male perspective, like, how are you often like working with your patients? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's different types of hormones. Testosterone in a man is your, your primary sex hormone. And it's the primary hormone that makes us masculine. And, uh, mm. but we do have estrogen or different types of estrogen. We do have progesterone. There's also growth hormone to think about. So hormone therapy is a very broad, uh, there's thyroid, uh, hormones. Um, mm. it's a broad topic, but you know, most men okay. think of hormone therapy as, you know, testosterone replacement. And that's a, a big part of it. Um, I, I think, you know, the way it, the way we do things is uh, we have a patient come down for an evaluation, you know, that consists mm -hmm. of, um, and it's a, it's a consultation that's, uh, it's not that quick. It's, it's an hour um, to do it right. Ask a, a lot of questions, find out what's, what someone is experiencing, what are their symptoms or what's just not great anymore. Um, so we take a good history. Uh, we do blood work uh, and, further look at hormones and certain vitamins and, uh, certain biomarkers. Um, and we use a body composition analyzer to look at body fat and muscle mass. And, you know, we do all these things to kind of figure out, um, 
what could we do with this person? Um, you know, within within uh, healthy guidelines, safe guidelines to optimize them. Or you know, there's there are people that that or men, let's say that have very low testosterone that you know it's quite obvious that they need testosterone therapy you you do a blood test mm. and, and their level is 100 or 120 and and there's a diagnosis for that you know and different in a, in, a, in a healthy what's a healthy a healthy range would be like in like what well that's a, that's it's up for debate but you know ah, okay. uh, I'll tell you that you know when when you do traditional um, blood work you'll see, depending on what lab your, your blood work is done through, in other words, it could be LabCorp, it could be Quest, it could be some other lab, there's always on the side a reference, a reference range. And um, mm. I caution people because people you know, in certain types of lab values, that reference range is very, uh, very important in terms of, let's say, your red blood cell count. If you have too many red blood cells, that could be a problem. You have too few... Uh, red blood cells, that could be a problem. Um, with hormones or testosterone in a, in a male, that reference range, depending on the lab, may say normal, uh, may say 200 to 900 or, uh, or 150 to 1200. So it's this huge, wide, massive. <laughs> yeah. You have to ask yourself, why is that? So that means I could be at 250, and so can an 80 year old male. And it still fell between the normal range. So, you know, some some doctor may say, uh, well, you know, you're in you're low, but you're in the normal range. And you know, and so we've we've kind of learned, or the people who who are really subspecialized in this stuff, we 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 feel, or I feel, I should say, I can't speak for everyone, that you know, an optimal range for uh, men's testosterone level is in the seven to 800 range. You may say some will say, hmm. hey, I like 900 or I think, uh, you know, 750, but that's pretty much where, you know, is an optimal level where you also can achieve, um, health benefits, improvement of a lot of functions, uh, of your body, you know, where, you know, the, off-label bodybuilders are going to think that those levels are way too low, you know? Um, Mm. but um so so we so this is also talking about a specific test of a total serum testosterone and, and then we have to address um how much of that number is available to you to use for you to use so you might have a 500 level um but you have something else called sex hormone binding globulin and that level may be really high which really takes that 500 and tells us how much of that is available. If we've heard the free testosterone or bioavailable testosterone, that's really going to tell you how much is available for your body to use. So we factor all those things in and then determine is, is somebody a good candidate for testosterone therapy, you know? Um, so it's, it's is it, uh, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, it kind of makes me think, you know, God, like I, I almost wish, and I mean, now that I mean, I, I could start doing it today, I suppose. And a young person has access to this too. I'm like, man, I wish I would have had like a baseline. I wish I would have known what my levels were like 20, 25, 30, 30 you know? Yeah. Um, because I have to imagine, like you said, I mean, it already sounds like it's so individualized, like most things. Um, but just out of interest, I would have loved to have known like what that looked like, how it changed over time. Um, 
you know, and so I guess, and I, I'm sure you were going there in some respect, it's like, how, how do you start to narrow in on like what's optimal for someone? Um, I guess it's from, you know, you, you, experience from doing it is, it tells us a lot. Um, I, I've had, mm. I've been fortunate to, to have a lot of male patients over the last six or seven years. Um, and you kind of learn, but really it's a balance. Um, so it's, it's bringing the testosterone up to, uh, what we feel is an optimal level, right? Let's say 700, we'll just pick that number, but also yeah. watching their, their estrogen, uh, as well. So, um, you, things need to be balanced. Otherwise, even if I bring you up to a thousand, uh, with testosterone, you may not feel great because I didn't address your estrogen and, and, and that went too high. Uh, mm. uh, there needs to be a symmetry, a balance, um, uh, and monitoring proper monitoring. So, you know, with that being said, I just, I caution, there's a lot of people doing this now. Um, and some, some groups are doing it excellent. They're monitoring, they know all the right questions to ask. They know all the right things to do, but, um, you know, I would just caution people to just ordering stuff online and not having a good qualified clinician be at the helm managing their, their program. Obviously, you know, you can buy almost anything online and you can get it a lot cheaper than if you came to see me, but there are risks with mm. that. And um, so I, I just think it's, you know, using the right person to help you figure out where you should be. Um, you know, and, and, and higher isn't always better. You know, uh, you know, I, I've, some people feel great. Uh, if I didn't tell people what their number was, was at, in other words, if I tell someone, well, listen, you're at 500, they may say, oh man, can we increase that? I got to increase that. I heard 700 is the best. Um, and, but if I told them the same day, Hey, you're, you're, everything's perfect. You're at 700. They're like, yeah, you know, I feel pretty good. So Feel great, right? You know, I don't know. I've always been trained. You know, uh, treat the patient, not the labs. You know, see how somebody's feeling. Mm. Um, see how they're feeling, and 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 you know, that's one of the the keys, I think, to to working with people. Yeah. Oh no, I love that. Um, and I, I think you know, I imagine your patients appreciate that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and look, like I, I know you have a, a very busy day, and so I, I, I want to make sure we spend time getting onto some of the really interesting things that you're doing with regards to like anti aging, longevity, peptides. Could you know where where do we even begin? Maybe could we just start talking about? Does it make sense to talk about peptides? Because I again, I, I'm seeing this pop up everywhere, and I would love a better understanding of what the hell it even sure. is. <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah. Would. Uh, peptides are a really hot topic right now. Um, we first started mm. seeing them come out um, in, in the mainstream, right? It was, uh, hey, collagen peptides. Uh, you can use a collagen peptide cream and right. in your shakes. Um, collagen is a protein. And well, well, I'll take a step back. Peptides are chains of amino acids. Um, and mm. by definition, if you have two amino acids, uh, to 50 amino acids, those are your peptides. And then if you have an amino acid chain, that's between, let's say 51 and hundred, that's a polypeptide. And then after a hundred chain, uh, in, in a chain, it, it would become a protein. So, um, 
Mm. And, you know, now there's all this discussion. Somebody's changing the definition of peptides, um, maybe down to, <laughs> to it's, it's, I don't want to get, get off, uh, but let's just assume they're, they're chains of amino acids up to a certain, okay. certain length. And, um, in the body, what they do, um, they're signaling molecules. Um, and so they work on a cellular level and this is really, this is kind of, I, I hope I'm trying to put it all together to some, this is great. You know, um, as we age, you know, the, your cells are performing functions all day long. Right. And, um, maybe I could put it this way every 24 hours, each cell is going through a cycle doing checks and balances and, and, um, they clean themselves and that's called autophagy. And so, mm. so if you, you have a cell that, all right, I'm doing my checks and balances and wait, we have a problem here. The cell makes a decision. Okay. I can fix that and I can clean that and repair myself. And that's what it's supposed to do. Or the cell mm. identifies that mm, I'm messed up. I'm unsalvageable. I'm going to self-destruct. Um, yeah. As you age, it becomes more and more difficult for the cells to make, make, let's say, make those decisions. So you may have a cell that gets stuck. It didn't self-destruct and it didn't clean itself. And it's in this, what we call senescent state. So cellular senescence. So, and the more you age and the more you're exposed to the environment and toxins and, and everything, it, it, this is, this is what, what happens. And so, I think the beauty of peptides is that there are different various peptides that are identified in the body, uh, thousands of them, and they can improve cell functions and really help. I don't want to say eliminate cellular senescence. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe saying eliminate is is okay, um, but certainly improve your cellular efficiency. So that's the way I look at it. it mm. Is if I there are some peptides that we've uh, identified that can work on healing and repair some that might be more specific to the gut or some that are more specific to the brain some that can get your body to release to make and release growth hormone again knowing that when you start hitting your 30s your growth hormone levels start to decrease um and and i don't want to go too far off a tangent uh yeah. we, we we would give you know, um, sometimes give uh, adults growth hormone for longevity benefits. But what if instead of giving you human growth hormone, maybe we can get you to start making growth hormone again? And that's where the beauty of peptides come in because uh, hmm. we can maybe you know tweak uh, tweak cell functions. I look at it. You know, when a person's talking to me and we're, we're doing an evaluation, I'm kind of listening to them, and then I'm. Uh, you know, just kind of visualizing, all right, I'm going to tweak these cell functions on this person. We can fix this, fix this, kind of like bringing a car in for a tune-up. Um, so I hope it wasn't too far off on a tangent, but really improve. I, I was going to say, this This is like, honestly, might be one of the most uh, easy to understand explanations uh, I've ever okay. heard of this process. Uh, so, I mean, you, I mean, if at least for me, I don't know if people listening at home are, are lost, but I'm like, damn, that was, that, that helped a lot, actually. And I've like someone who is really interested in this and I've tried, I'm like, ah, it just, it can become very, um, it's a lot. It's, it can be confusing to a person who's a layman, yeah. um, you know, but like I, that, yeah, that, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. I, I um, 
I feel like um, I have a tendency to, to go off and get a little too nerdy at some point. So uh, I'll just let me know. I'll bring it back. But yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, you're good. I think that's the way to, to sum it up. So um, if you can fix how, you know, the efficiency of how your cells work, you are essentially um, assisting your aging process or, or improving it. Um, you know, I'm always hesitant to say, slowing it down or reversing it do i have any curing yeah. to, to, to say that um you know there listen there are scientists all over the world studying this stuff and um you know uh, just the, the other thing that 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 really has been positive with peptides uh is the safety profile and i think that's why they're also yeah i wanted to ask you about that yeah, I, I think that's why they're, they're gaining so much traction um, is that it doesn't mean you, you don't have to be careful and it doesn't mean that you can't, uh, you know, have an adverse reaction. Uh, but, you know, if you're putting these the, these chains of amino acids that you're injecting, uh, many of the peptides are injected, uh, subcutaneous, mm, okay. so, so small needles into the, the belly fat or the tush fat, um, some of them are oral or some of them could be in a nasal spray. Um, uh, you know, um, they're essentially bioidentical. Your body should recognize them. You're, when you inject that uh, peptide that's uh, going to signal your pituitary gland to make growth hormone, it's a chain of amino acids. That's how, that's how they identify. They identified the peptides in the body, the chains of amino acids that were doing specific functions. And then, you know, went mm. to see, can we, can we reproduce this? Can we synthesize it? Um, so they are essentially bioidentical in some capacity. So it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not a foreign compound that your body shouldn't. Right. Um, so, well, and, and something, Something you said too, to, to bring it back to an earlier point, this to me sounds like cellular getting to the root cause, right? Like we, we talked a little bit about like masking sy symptoms with like, you know, some other means, um, you know, but it's like, hey, can we get closer to like the underlying issue? And like, when I think when you gave that example of the human growth hormone, it's like, yes, like the reality is like you might be low and yes, there's a treatment where we could, it sounds like just inject you with human growth hormone. Um, but I think, you know, when I, when I hear this explained and, and maybe for a lot of people, it's like, I would way rather get to that underlying issue. Like, how do I get back to naturally producing the right amount of growth hormone? Um, and I think that's, what's kind of so exciting about the space. And when I was searching learning about it, you know, it's not, I mean, I, I think there are some people to your point who say like, oh no, we're going to cure aging. Like aging is a disease. And, yeah. um, but it's, it's so cool. It's like, there's natural processes that happen in the body. And as you get older for a variety of reasons, they start to break down or not work as efficiently. But I think for someone who's a bit of a fixer, it's exciting to hear like, no, there's like some course of action that we can take to like get, get this machine humming again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and growth hormone always comes up and it's probably one of the most popular peptides. Uh, there's, there's a few of them that, that can, Mm. Uh, assisting growth hormone release. Um, the beauty about them, um, and to me anyway, uh, is that um, it's more difficult to overshoot. Um, so if I gave you a mm. growth hormone, 
Um, sorry. If I gave you human hormone, um, you know, I really have to be careful on how much I'm giving you. And if it's too much, uh, because other, other problems can happen. You can cause, let's say, uh, increases in aldosterone or, uh, prolactin or, you know, things that can then lead to problems with kidneys or organ problems. So, so with peptides, your body, um, your cells are smart, right? So they get this, you inject this peptide, it's the chain of amino acids, it should recognize it. Um, It signals you to start producing um, growth hormone, and then it's going to stop. So it might be 7 to 12 minutes or 12 to 20 minutes, depending on which peptide you're using, where you're going to start pulsing some growth hormone. And then your cells are smart. They have basically a shutoff where, hey, that's good. I've done my job. That's enough for for now, just like it did or does naturally. Um, Mm. So taking more of it necessarily doesn't mean you're going to make more growth hormone. Um, so that's a great safety benefit to have with, with, uh, oh, wow. uh, so sure. It's not going to be the top choice for a bodybuilder who needs to put on 35 pounds of muscle or 50 pounds of muscle because you can't push the limits. Um, but that's not the intention really of what I do or the, the population I work with, though I have plenty of guys that, look fantastic and you would think they're taking all sorts of stuff and they're not they're just on they're consistent and they're doing things consistently and taking Mm. uh, well monitored you know well monitored programs and uh no it's cool right because you're yeah again now i'm really going to simplify it but um to me it's like yeah your body kind of has and your cells have like this governor right and it's it's going to cap you out at like what should be healthy for your body unless you have some other, you know, sort of condition that probably needs to be addressed versus to your point, because that, that was one of my immediate questions with, with all of this stuff. It's like, oh, well, how safe is it? And the more I kind of hear like how it works, it almost sounds like it is enabling your body to do um, maybe not what it was like supposed to do per se, but like what it, what it was capable of doing and maybe had previously done in the past. Like, is that, is that a good way to think about it? Sure. I, that's, I pretty much say the same thing to all my patients. I said, it's, it's thing, just think of it as we're, we're getting your body or getting your cells to do their job better, you know, to, hmm. to, um, uh, and it's funny, you, you tweak these little functions, um, consistently enough, uh, in the right way. And people start to feel different. They start to feel better. And, uh, and other people really comment, uh, to them, you know, so, uh, it's, you, you don't get a high, right. So, and it doesn't work like a pain reliever where, you know, you take a painkiller and immediately you have, a, uh, an effect, all right, this worked, it, it fixed my pain. Um, yeah. I, I won't say that, I mean, look, you, you will notice increases in energy and you know, depending on what we're doing, sex drive and performance, um, but I find that it's consistency that really, you know, gives you these benefits. And, um, hmm. uh, so I do, well, the re- I guess the reason I bring that up is, you know, don't, don't try something for three weeks and, and, and just give up on it and say, well, I don't know, I, uh, you know, give it a chance and, and, and work, you know, uh, and go on a real program and, and, and you can really see, see what these things can do. And yeah. And I guess that I was, 
going to ask you that. What what does consistency look like? You know, like how long would a peptide treatment be effective for? Um, how frequently does someone need to come in? Does that change over time? Like, does your body begin to like, for lack of a better way of describing this, like wake up and it's like, oh no, like, hey, like this is how we're supposed to operate again. Like, how does all that kind of That's work? That's a good, good question. Um, there are some peptides that uh, we use for a shorter duration where we'll say, you know, after about four or six weeks of this, we take a break from that. Um, I find that anything you do, uh, you know, if these are signaling, signaling molecules and they're working with receptors on cells. And uh, I feel if you overstimulate receptors continuously, continuously, sometimes things don't work as well as they used to. And this, some of this is my opinion. Some um, of this is also how I've been trained uh, by someone uh, in, in the community, um, Dr. W- William Seeds, who's, who's brilliant, uh, trains a lot of us um, on peptides, but he really trains us in cell medicine. It's really what it's about. Like, and you, okay. piggy, you know, piggybacking off of what you said, because when you said that, hmm. it's really what it is. Peptides are a, a, a part of cellular medicine, and that's what it's really about. But um, So, yeah, so how long do you stay on them and when do you see results? I really, it's, it's variable. Um, in other words, I think you get the best long-term benefits with growth hormone peptides when you're consistent with them. However, Hmm. I take breaks in between with my patients like, Hey, we've been on this for three months. Let's take four weeks off and then go back on it. And then again, four weeks off later on, just so I, I feel like if you allow receptors to, uh, not become overstimulated, you keep getting a good uh, response. Mm. There are some immunomodulatory peptides that work on the immune system. And, um, you know, with those, I'll, I'll, I'll use some of them for, let's say, six weeks at a time. And then I back off for a little while. Um, let the body do its thing. Let them, you know, and then later on, a few months later, maybe we do that peptide again. So I. Are people coming in weekly? Okay. Is it is it like weekly, month? Like how how often, how frequently do they need to come in for like these sorts of treatments? Yeah, I mean it depends on who you see for this or where you go for it. Oh, okay. In, in, in our practice, um, we put people on a plan uh, that we draw out about six months in advance. You know, six months detailed. Hey, this is how your plan is going to be. I like to see. Oh, I, I like to see them. You know, once every two months to um, to switch peptides or uh, just follow up and make sure they're doing okay. If there's a problem, what's working, what's not working. So, you know, and you know, that doesn't mean I have, I don't have some people that I see maybe four oh. months, but the way we do it. So they yeah. can, can they administer this themselves? Cause I guess I was thinking, um, you know, I'm like, boy, this sounds awesome. I'm like, but I don't know if I could get to the office every week to go, you know, get yeah. so, so, okay. So yeah, maybe before I start, talking about what I think, <laughs> how it might work. Um, yeah, like how does that sort of administration process work? And again, I imagine it probably depends on the peptide and treatment. But. Yeah, um, it does. But I would say a large um, a large portion of them um, are subcutaneous injections. So you're talking about, I wish I had a needle here I can, I can show, um, really, hmm. really small insulin-sized needle uh, five sixteenths of a length. Uh, that might mean nothing to anyone. It's really small. No, and you yeah. can you know put them in the belly fat 
or the, the fat here. So some of them are injected daily. Some of them are injected, let's mm. say, five nights a week and two nights off. Um, that's You hear that a lot with the growth hormone peptides. You know, then if you're dealing with someone in performance enhancement, uh, they may be doing it more regimented a few times a day. But uh, there are some that would be injected once a week. But the bottom line is they're, they're self-administered. I mean, we do a – we start a plan off. We have a patient here in the office. We run through it. We go over it with them or we do a virtual FaceTime or something where we instruct them. And uh, they're doing it on their own at home. Um, so – no need to come in the office uh, for that, for like the procedure per se. I mean, sometimes maybe if you're doing an operation yeah. or something, but no, it's it's administered at home. So, so. Oh, wow. Could, could we, um, and I know we've maybe got just like five more minutes here, but just uh, for people who are interested, could you just kind of give maybe a broad lay of the land of like, you know, what is the spectrum of either like conditions or issues that like peptides could potentially like, help alleviate or be a solution for Oh, man, they're, they're limitless. Um, and oh, I wow. can tell you that the oncology world, uh, the, the cancer world is very interested in them. Um, all, area, all, hmm. all areas of medicine are really becoming interested in them because um, they're targeted. They're going to go to a certain part of the body. And, and I'm not an expert in all these areas or all these, what they're working on. Uh, but just to sum it up, if, if, if they can meet, if they can use a peptide alongside a chemotherapeutic agent, you might be able to target that chemotherapeutic to a certain area rather than kill off all the cells of the body. You can really target it. So again, I'm not an expert. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, my head didn't even go there, um, but that's really exciting. Yeah. So even mainstream medicine is is interested in in this stuff, but right now you're seeing a lot of it in clinical and practical use in these, um, uh, anti-aging world, but there are some for healing and repair. So orthopedics is interested in, in some of these, uh, peptides. Uh, um, yeah. So really a lot, all aspects of medicine really, uh, are, are, are getting involved. Can so, benefit. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, and uh, you know, now I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I steered the conversation towards peptides immediately. And it's not fair with like three minutes left. And maybe we can have another conversation at a future date. Like, what else are you kind of excited about right now in terms of the realm of anti-aging longevity? Either something you're doing within your practice, something you're keeping an eye sure. on. Um, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, this is the core of what we do. Sure, we do uh, IV okay. drip infusions. Um and, uh, you know, vitamin injections and those things. But I really think uh, what we call our program is metabolic optimization, uh, a metabolic optimization program, uh, which involves, uh, uh, largely involves uh, various peptides. I'm excited because mm. it's working. People are getting uh. results. Um, when we have... Um, our patients, male or female, but I'll even steer it to female. Um, and we, let's say, optimize their hormones uh, and then start adding some peptides that have uh, been shown to help with weight loss. We're taking these women and men, you know, who are between 40 and 65 years old and 
they're starting to see results again for the efforts they're putting in. You know, um, obviously people exercise is still, nothing's going to trump exercise for your health. It's going to stimulate all the cells in your body. Mm. Um, but at least now when you're working out, exercising and, you know, eating well, you start to see results again um, by fixing these uh, cell functions. So, so it's, it's results driven. People are happy and they're coming back because they're getting results. And, and that's important. Yeah. A happy patient. I, I can't bear to charge people for a service if they're not getting results, you know, uh, and if they're not happy. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Well, hey, honestly, um, this was such a, I think, I hope for most people who are listening who weren't aware, like for me, this has been a, a fascinating introduction. Um, I would say, if anything, I'm interested to learn more. Um, but for people who, uh, we, we've talked a little bit about Advitum, people who want to either know more about your company or about yourself, like where can I point uh, them? Appreciate it. Um, uh, the website is www.myadvitum.com. Uh, we're on Fifth Avenue in uh, Manhattan. Uh, we're mm. part of the Schaefer Clinic here. Um, but yeah, if they just look us up and, and reach out uh, with a phone call, uh, you know, uh, we'd be happy to talk to them, see them, advise them. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been a great conversation and uh, we'll have to have you back on in, in the future. And I mean that sincerely. I know I told you before the show, but I mean, this was, this was a great conversation. I'm sure there's a million directions we could have gone. But uh, again, I feel like I learned a lot during I this. I love week. it, man. Thank you so much for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got it.